Hello and welcome to Minip, your fantasy sports community. I'm your host, Blake, coach of Youngies Yaks, and joined by Clinton. I'm coach of Dash's Dogs. <laughs> it's good having to be a, on. <laughs> having a few technical difficulties there, Dash's Dogs. Yeah, it's just something that's so random, Blake. I'm ready to go. We're, we're at the start, and then this volume doesn't work. Oh, sorry, I can't hear you. I have to restart the computer, then I forget the password. <laughs> so it's the second time that's happened in about two months. So I've written down the passwords. We're good to go. We're good to go. We haven't um, we haven't prepared um, like usual. So you're in for a few surprises in tonight's show, Clinton. So um, Am I? look forward to you. <laughs> look forward to you seeing that. Um, thank you to anyone who subscribed or liked the channel over the last week uh, make sure you check out apple and spotify podcasts as well if you like to listen to us on your drive into work rather than going through youtube um train this to work. morning train to work yeah however you like to do your daily commute um this morning i posted a twitter question like we i do each wednesday morning now clinton um so it's a new thing i've been doing and the quiz question was in 2014, on this date, North Melbourne played against the Demons. And who scored the most super coach points for their respective sides? Do you care to take a guess at that, Clinton? Um, my guess would be oh, Zebel and Melbourne. Nathan Jones. Not a bad guess with Zebel. He scored 122 points and uh, Jones scored 96. But the most for Melbourne, which a lot of people um, shockingly got, there wasn't many other guesses. So I don't know if there's a bit of cheating going on, Clinton. Bernie Vince scored 162 points that day. People just miraculously remember that Bernie Vince was on fire eight years ago. And uh, the other one was my favorite comment was, uh, I have no idea, but I'll guess Bernie Vince and Levi Greenwood. Uh, <laughs> Levi Greenwood scored 134, just beating Boomer Harvey by three points. So uh, thank you to anyone who joined in that, even though there's some suspicious answers um, in that one. Um, <laughs> that, yeah. that is a good one, Blake, because it is hell eight years ago and – but there is some people who obviously watch football very, very closely and remember those things. So well done. Yep, well done. Eight years ago on this date, you remember the super coach points of Levi Greenwood. Yep. Uh, let's get into a round review of round 14, Clinton. What was that? <laughs> There's um, a few change-ups for whoever's watching the show. There's uh, the round review. That is the new um, s- segment break, whatever you, I don't, don't intro. know what you call it. The new intro. Um, <laughs> yep. So round 14, I scored 1,827 uh, in Supercoach, which – Improved my rankings by exactly 50 to make me 4,027. Um, my trades were, have to get had to get rid of Max Gorn, got rid of Buku Karmas, and got rid of Petrarca, which uh, my ins were Jeremy Cameron, who scored 94, Laird 114, and Ambrosio for his first game for Essendon, who scored 51. I had the VC on Walsh, who scored 109 points, which wasn't good enough. And then I captained Tuke Miller, who only scored 100. So I should have taken Walsh's 109. But um, in hindsight, overall, pretty happy with my results over the buy rounds. Um, improved my ranking about 4,000 spots overall across the three rounds. So pretty happy with that. Um, and yeah, keep pushing towards the end of season and keep climbing those ranks. How did you go for round 14, Clint? I had a good round. I scored 1964, which now takes me to a rank of 819. So um, we were talking to each other throughout the weekend, wondering if I'd get into the top 1,000, and I did do that. So yeah, 819. Um, 
I also traded out Max Gorn. I brought in Callum Mills, who I put the VC on and was very happy with, with his 138. So I took that. Um, I was really deliberating with my other trade. Um, I wasn't. I was tempted not to because I was having, I think, 19 or 20 play. But um, or, or at that point in time, I already had a couple low scores. So I took a bit of a risky move and I took out Will Brody which um, obviously a vast majority of owners are keeping, but I decided to trade him and I brought in Jared Witts and on face value, that was a bit disappointing. Witsy only scored 68, but I am very happy to be owning him uh, for the rest of the year and particularly this week. Um, yeah, so as I said, I VC'd Callum Mills um, and yeah, across the board, scored pretty well and looking forward to full primo team this week how many trades you got left there clint i have i have five left um and i do have a couple of issues i am a tim english owner i am a zach butters owner um so yeah definitely some decisions this week but i do have a plan in place but teams could be interesting as well tomorrow night yeah, absolutely. There's already been the. We are recording on Wednesday. With the Thursday night teams have already been released, which I'll talk through in a moment. First, let's get into the guess who for this week. <laughs> There's a bit going on there in the um, the intro videos tonight. Um, a bit a of warning bit. to. I think there's um, some of them a bit loud, so <laughs> you'll discover that for yourself which ones are a bit loud. But um, yeah, just a, a warning in advance. Yeah. Um, last week, the guess who was on Jeremy Cameron, who I bought into my side. He scored 94. Was expecting a few more points against West Coast, but um, unfortunately, he still has North Melbourne to play in two weeks. But um, yeah, would have liked a few more points from Jeremy Cameron last week. This week for guess who, Clinton? I'm ready. This player, this player has scored above 150 this season already against West Coast Eagles. Stop. In his last Taylor Walker. I'll read the rest of it. You are correct. Yes. <laughs> That's the name of the game, isn't it? I'm guessing who it is. Uh, yep, that's how it's played. Um, so the uh, in the rest, so he's in his last nine games of this year, Clinton, he plays against West Coast again, and he also plays against North Melbourne twice. Um, he's only currently sitting in 1% of teams, and he's the 10th highest averaging forward uh, for this season. Any consideration to Taylor Walker? It is quite funny that you've brought his name up because I'm looking at keeping Tim English. I'm looking at trading Zach Butters. And I was going through a long list of forwards and I was actually messaging Azza, one of our patrons, um, talking about different names. And this morning I just sent him a uh, GIF Um of Taylor Walker. So I sort of, in my own head, I'd settled that it's, it's very likely that, that I'm going to bring him in. A lot of people are bringing in Luke Jackson, Isaac Heaney, those types of players. But I've actually, at this point in time, I think I'm bringing Taylor Walker into my team. So there you go. We we haven't talked about Supercoach prior to the show, Clinton. Um, that This is getting quite freakish. Um, he's His average is like- 99. His average is average 99. Is, and just is most likely coming into my team, by the way, as well. <laughs> just adding to what you've there's two different things on it. There's nine games left. There's only two, looking at those two, there's only two games which you think he'd have difficult games, and that's Melbourne in two weeks' time, and then there's Sydney in Sydney. But besides that, you'd think he's a good chance to score well. Um the two other potentially things to consider is 
is, I think, eyeing off a potential move to a different club. I, I don't know this for sure, but like how he's trying to play well to get a contract elsewhere. And then the other thing is that Adelaide, they may be changing things up and who knows what that'll mean for him. So if if they think he's moving on next year, what does that mean for him? But he's someone I'm very, very interested in. So it's quite coincidental that uh, you put that up. We're, we're, we're on the same wavelength there, Clinton. Let's get into our bold predict. This might be one of the ones that's a bit loud. Bold predictions. Right. <laughs> How's your eardrums, all right? Don't worry about me. What about, worry about our viewers and listeners. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that, um, community. Um, lucky it only went for four seconds. Last week, uh, my bold predictions um, was... Walsh to come out and redeem himself and score 140 plus, which obviously failed. And my other one was on Himmelberg to score below 90. He scored 95, which, as an if you were an owner, you'd be still pretty happy with the 95. Yeah, I think so. And his money gained. And my one of my bold predictions was him to score 140 plus. So that didn't quite come through. Um, just another thing that we planned well. And then um, my other one was Jack McCray to score 140+. So I predicted that one correctly. A lot of people actually put the VC on him. I was very tempted, but I lent, I lent towards um, Callum Mills, and I was happy with that as well. So I told I told you to go above 150. How many, how many points did you end up scoring again? Was it 154 or something? Oh, it? Yeah, it was, it was above. Yeah, so I got That's it. That's all right. Yeah. That's that's all right. You're getting close there. Uh, this week, my first bold prediction. Is, there might be a common theme here um, in tonight's show. My first prediction is Taylor Walker to score above 140 this week. Well, I like it. Um, I like it. Um, my first bold prediction is that Jared Witts and Sean Darcy and now, you know, if you're looking at the top two rucks, um, they're it. Um, I, I do own them already, and I'm predicting they will score at least 280 points combined this weekend. That all? Is that all? <laughs> That's 140 each. Okay. <laughs> That's, again, it's very close... To- Okay, my next bold prediction. There's no moz this week, Clinton. You'll be very happy to hear. Hang on, I've got one more first before you put your moz on. No, there's no moz. There's no moz this week. But I've got. I normally put my second. Okay, go. All right. Change the order. Yeah. <laughs> my second bold prediction was that Luke Jackson and Darcy Darcy Cameron were to score 275 points plus. Is that all? Um, okay no I like that I'll change mine to 300 just for you Um, thank you Wits and Darcy 300 Um, my other bold prediction was a return to his premium scoring in Tom Stewart to score 130 plus is he playing down in Geelong is he he's playing Richmond they are playing the MCG I believe Okay. If it was at um, Geelong, I wouldn't have said it was very bold, but no, good call. Um, yeah. Let's get into – you'll be glad to hear there's no um, intro video. Some yeah. uh, whispers Some whispers for uh, this week. Start off with just the team news for tomorrow night. We've got Toby Bedford in for Demons. Sam Wiedemann and Stephen Balboa May is in as well. Out is – Gorn, uh, Chandler, Turner, and Brown. For the Lions, we've got a debutant in Tunstall. We've got Tom Berry coming back into the side and also Jack Payne. Out is Fort, Gardner, Zach Bailey, and the other one is Zorko. Bailey is out with uh, COVID protocols, whereas the other lines are injuries. Jagoe is out with for personal leave. 
for round 15. Tim English is out for concussion and there's also doubts on him missing two weeks um, as per a press conference with Luke Beveridge this afternoon. Um, the Hawthorne debutant Clinton, help me with the pronunciation there. James Blake. Thank you, James Blake. Um, he is playing his first game, 102K defender. Jack Steele is most likely to return as well this week. But is, is the same injury that he did a couple of years ago where he only missed one or two weeks. So um, probably a good result there for Butters considering how bad it was looking. And Joel Jeffrey, uh, rookie for Gold Coast, is also going to miss a few weeks there. So if you're looking for bench coverage, he's also out for this week. So a few whispers there for you, Clinton. Thanks for that. Yeah. Um, um, it's unlike the uh, intro videos. It's, it's, they were loud. Now you're whispering. Uh, community questions for this week. Don't mind me. I'm just having one of the um, most refreshing drinks in Australia, the uh, Kirk's Pasita. Uh, community questions for this week. Um, the main issue is the ruck department, Clinton, with yep. English out. Proust is out for suspension, not due to his ankle injury, which meant he's low scoring from round 14. And Tickle as well, who people were hoping to use as coverage, is also out. What's Do you reckon you've got the best ruck combo there, Clinton, in Darcy and Wits? I think definitely in the short term that, that is the ideal setup. Um, Witsy's played all year and scored well until last weekend, and Darcy has been a bit hit or miss, but I think hopefully a week off has done him well. All, all will depend if he's solo, but um, I think they're the two that you'd want um, at the moment. Um, and then, yeah, obviously a lot of people have English, Tickle, and Pruce, you'd... If you've owned him all year, be uh, pulling your hair out at this point in time. But um, all depends. Everyone, as usual, depends on your trades, what you're trying to get. But Bruce is surely, surely is at that point where you want to move him on. Um, just a bit of advice, for, for example, with me, and this um, depends on your forward bench as well. But for example, I'm leaving Tim English on my ruck bench. I'm not going to trade him, even if it is two weeks. I'm thinking about keeping him. I'm going to have Tickle in my forwards, and that way I'll be having two forward-line players that I can sort of loop with Tickle because um, English is playing Friday night, which will lock him out. So between that whole English and Tickle swing, that allows you to sort of Tickle plays or Port Adelaide play the last game of the round. So that's just something to be mindful of that if you keep English, just be aware that he gets locked out. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm gonna have be, be fortunate to have two forward line rookies that I can sort of um, loop on. Um, so in short, Wits and Darcy is what you want. Um, and yeah, it's tricky if you have if you end up with English, Pruce, Tickle in your ruck department. Yeah, you're in a bit of a strife for this week. But um, that's why so many are looking towards um, Luke Jackson. Um, Todd Goldstein's been mentioned, but um, yeah, Jackson's an interesting one. I'm tempted, but I think I'm I uh, don't need him in the rucks as such. So um, yeah, I'm leaning towards a Ford instead. Um, if you had plenty of trades up your sleeve, would you be looking to move on English, considering the issues he's had previously with concussion? I think last time when he had a concussion against GWS last year, he missed like four weeks. Yeah, that was more of a severe one, um, but who knows what he's been like the last week. But um, if I had, did, if I did have lots of trades, yes, I would be very tempted. But for the most part, a lot of um, people have five, six, seven trades left. So um, yeah, if you have seven or above, I would be very tempted to move him on. But um, no, I'm not in that situation. And you'll be holding. Everyone will be holding Tickle as a looping option from now on as well. There's no point trading him, though. No. So, um, yeah, you'd rather 
try it out English in that situation or Bruce, whoever else. But Tickley, a lot of people brought in, he's injured. You just keep him now. Um, yeah. Uh, the other one is Zach Butters. Would you be looking to trade him or hold him if you, let's say you had six trades left, would you be looking to trade him regardless of his injury? I think so. Um, there's every chance if he just misses one or two, when he comes back, he won't be at his best. Like the unfortunate thing is he played so well on the weekend for the first quarter, then the injury happened. So I think, um, yeah, I, I'd, I'd definitely trade. And I think now's the right time to try and uh, find that right player. And depends if you can swing it for Ruckman or a midfielder. Um, so that it opens up a lot of opportunities. And for me, he's very likely to go, but believe it or not, like, as I said earlier, like I've got Judson Clark on my forward bench. I'm going to have the emergency on him. If he somehow pulls out a really big score, um, there's a chance on my, if Roses comes back in for Gold Coast, um, I may just back him in. Um, and yeah, so there's, there's, there's a small chance I might keep Butters because I could just um, see what happens next week. But uh, if Clark stays in the team and doesn't score well, I'll be trading at Butters for sure. Um, yeah, in most teams, he's probably one of the last upgrade options anyway. Um, so you'd probably be looking to move him on. Um, based on his scoring of 95 from last week, is Himmelberg still a viable option? And also McVeigh, the GWS coach today, said that they could use him in any position any week going forward. I think those who got him two weeks ago, it's been a genius move. Um, if you brought him in last week, I think it still worked out okay. I wouldn't bring him in this week is my answer. Um, there's a lot of doubt. Potentially, Phil Davis is coming back in. Um very good in the back line, but there's every chance he gets moved back forward. There's every chance he plays some ruck time. Um, so I wouldn't bring him in this week, no. I think there's other players that are, for the rest of the season, are safer picks as of this week. How many trades do you recommend having from now on, Clinton? If you're in the same boat as me, if you, ha if you had four trades left and you had the issues of butters, Bruce English, would you be burning through your trades to keep trying to stay field a team each week, or would you be holding on to them with the likes of Butters potentially only missing one week? I think ideally it depends what you're playing for. Um, and if you're trying to win some leagues or you're trying to still get the highest position possible, um, yeah, it'd be very risky to go below four at this point, just trying to trade out players who are potentially out for one week. Um, so, yeah, it's a tricky one. I wouldn't um, – yeah, I, I, I wouldn't want to be going down to one or two trades in the next one or two weeks. So, um, yeah, if that means playing this week with one donut, I, I think I'd rather do that than burn a couple of trades now because – Another, give it another week. See, English could come back. Um, Butters could be back in just one. Yeah, who knows? So I wouldn't go down to, yeah, three or below at this stage, I'd say. Depend, yeah, as I said, it depends what you're playing for. Yeah. The, uh, the best, it shouldn't be really too many people. You should be trying to get as many premiums in as you can, but best rookie options for this week, Clinton? Um, well, yeah, I don't know really. Did, know did you even look at it considering, um, <laughs> so, um, you should be trying to get in premiums? Well, uh, yeah, I've mentioned Judson Clark already. Like, I don't think you'd bring him in this week because he's a chance he doesn't even play this week, but hopefully he does for my team's sake. Um, but yeah, there's a couple of defensive rookies that, um, are there if people need to downgrade and, um, D'Ambrosio looks really good, but I think he's in jeopardy of not keeping his spot. You're the Essendon man. And Patrick Parnell was very impressive. He got hurt midway through the, midway, midway through the game. And um, I honestly think that he's a yeah quality player. So in normal circumstance, 
circumstances, I'll be wanting to bring him in. But at this stage of the year, I don't think I need to. So um, I don't want to burn on a trade. For example, I've got Buku and Ware in the back line. I don't think I'd, <clears throat> I'd rather just keep Buku in case he comes back in. And um, yeah, I don't want to burn a trade at the moment like that. Have you got any suggest? This is just uh, thoughts come to my head. Did you see the uh, the round, the overall round rankings from last round, Clinton, where people have blatantly just started a team to uh, try and win the overall weekly prize? Um, what about it? I mean, it's understandable. I mean, every week there's a winner for the highest um, score, and if you if you win that, you win $2,000, I believe, if you're a subscriber. So if you think about the amount of time and effort you put into it, um, if you can try and over the, that three-week period, plenty of teams and win $2,000, I think it's not the worst result, winning $2,000 for partic- participating super coach. However, the vast majority, like us, we're trying to win the whole thing. So that's what we're playing. I'm morally against it. Yeah, okay. Well done to you. <laughs> um, and I encourage our rest of our community to play for overall rankings and not just win round prizes after that feedback. Um, it's pretty – most teams should be pretty well set now, Clinton, with their premium selections. Um, would you be looking on to move the likes of Petrarca or those players who – sort of just below the 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 uh, lower tier. So your top tier, you've got Lockie Neal, Oliver, Mills, McRae, sort of that middle tier players who are averaging around the 100, 105s, 110s. Would you be looking to move them on? The likes of Tom Green, if you still have him, even Josh Kelly's averaging 109, Jaden Short, 104. Would you be looking to move those players on as the last priority? Depends on your trades, Blake. Obviously, and I know you said you moved Petrarca on last week. For me, that was a bit of a silly decision. Decision, but um, yeah, I think if they're obviously luxury trades. If you if we're talking about burning trades and running out of trades in a few weeks' time, well, I think those that the decisions that will come back and bite you. These those type of decisions. So. I know right now, yes, I would prefer Jordan Dawson in the back line compared to Jaden Short, but I brought in Short about six weeks ago. That's what I've chosen, and that's what happens. I'll only do that if there's an injury. So um, I'm better. Yeah. Each week, if it's a matter of five to ten points, that um, won't make up for a donut or something in about a month's time. So... Um, I wouldn't be trading those top suppliers unless you've had still somehow got lots of trades and you're eager to so get you, a top premium in. So you're pretty much just trading out injured players, saving those those trades to save it, trade out injured players from now on? Or, yeah, I think. Or, le- or leaving it to very late with one or two? Yeah, I mean, you're trying to get the best players you can. And, um, yeah, I mean... <sighs> If you, yeah, I, I wouldn't be stuffing around too much with those s- small gains of, like, for, for example, Petrarca. I'm expecting a, a massive turnaround in form for him. So, those who've decided to trade him out because he's had a couple lower scores, he's gone down in price. And looking at his price, he doesn't come across as a premium, but a couple of big scores, and he's every, everyone will be jumping back on him. So, um, I think backline midfield. It should be pre- it should be at this point pretty much set right now. The the, the dilemmas are the rucks and the forward line, um, so I wouldn't be fiddling around too much with those little side swaps. Yeah, it got me by moving Petrarca to lead last week. It got me seventy four points, but it could mean I have a donut for the last two rounds, so or the last yep. few rounds, so. I'm just hoping my team is durable. Um, yep. That's that's all the questions we had from the community. Clinton, was there anything further you want to add before we get into our, our trade plans? No, it's all good, Blake. All right, very good. 
They're getting better and better each week, oh, yeah. Clinton. Oh, yeah. yeah. My trade plans for this week, I'm in a lot of trouble in my forward line. So I've moved Darcy Cameron into my rucks to cover that. So I've got Wits and Cameron. My forward line, out I've got Tim English, Joel Jeffrey, Zach Butters, and I've got Paul Curtis on the bench who I'm hoping will play. So there's three, potentially four, people not playing in my forward line this week. Mm. I have four trades left for the remainder of the season. My current trade plan is to move Zach Butters to Tex Walker. Hope Paul Curtis plays so I can at least field a full team. Good luck. So you had Tekel as well, did you? Tekel is my yeah. R3, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. But I will... There's not too much point moving Tekel to my forward line as a looping option because there's nothing to loop on my bench. Um, um, I'm in a lot of trouble. Yeah, sounds like you are. Um, it's one of those unfortunate ones. Yeah, Butters, untimely injury. Um, English as well, obviously. Yeah, so there's a lot of people like you, Blake. So I wish you well. <laughs> and... Yeah, it's one of those ones where, as I've said, maybe if you did a recap of the season, looking at a few of your earlier trades, you think maybe you should have six or seven left right now. That's what it'd be. Yes, but is what it is. I have good luck. Sitting here, Clinton, I've just found a solution. Okay, hit me. I just realised Zach Butters is a mid forward, and I can swap in with Ben Hobbs. So. You should have known that, Blake. That's poor research. <laughs> giving me, so now, giving me false information. So now my – but the question is, do I still trade him considering he could be out for more than that and Tex Walker will give me more points? But Your biggest going, issue is your trades. That is my biggest issue. I've got four of them and I'm just praying that – Curtis plays for North Melbourne this week. Um, my vice captain is Clayton Oliver, and my captaincy will be Rory Laird against uh, North Melbourne. Good luck w- with whatever you do, Blake. Just make sure you do more research on that next time. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm similar to you, not in terms of um, carnage in your forward line, but... Um, I'm considering trading at Butters. As I said earlier, there's a way, there's a possibility, and it's relying on Judson Clark to stay in the team and score well, but there's a chance I don't trade. But if I do, I'll be trading at Butters. I've looked at a handful of options. Um, I'm hearing a lot of different um, content creators talking about these options in terms of the forwards. I don't think I'm going to go Luke Jackson. I don't think I'm going to go Isaac Heaney. I was contemplating Mitch Duncan. Um, he is a top player that could return to his best form, and um, that's a consideration. However, I'm also leaning towards Taylor Walker. So it's just it's, I find it hard to believe that you actually brought that up because I was going to reveal it as my big uh, player that I was going to bring in. I thought you were going to laugh at me. Um <clears throat> So if that is the case, we really need Tex Walker to score well this week because this is the game in Tassie versus North Melbourne. Yeah, it would want to pay dividends this week. My VC, all week so far, I was leaning towards Lockie Neal. Melbourne don't normally put a lot of attention into oppo mids because they're so good themselves. However, and with Gorn out and Jackson the Ruck, I thought Big O might be able to tap it down, Lockie Neal's throw a bit more. But after tonight's teams and seeing Brisbane have a few outs, I've got a bit more confidence that Melbourne are going to turn it on and play really well. So I'm also going to go VC Oliver, I think. And then as a backup, I might lean towards a Ruckman. And it might, might be a Wits or Darcy. I think they're both set for big games. Fremantle play Carlton and Gold Coast played Port with no ruck. So that that's where I'm leading. I could go towards McRae. 
um, Bulldogs players, but no, I think I might. Hopefully the VC gets it done um, tomorrow night. Yeah, I, I wanted to lock in my VC early as well and go that Melbourne-Brisbane um, game rather than hoping players don't play for looping options and vice versa. Um, yeah, very good, Clinton. I also was considering Mitch Duncan um, as a forward option, so we're uh, very much on the same wave wavelength there. So I look forward to seeing who you go with and we'll post that on Twitter prior to um, probably we'll post that once that we've confirmed our trades. I won't, whether... I won't be doing that to probably Sunday. <laughs> to Sunday, so Yeah, and so that's why we didn't release our fantasy trades until um, Friday last week because that's when we made them. Um, very good, Clinton. Let's get into the AFL fantasy segment. Yep, let's get straight into doing a round review. Um, I won't um, humor you again with the round review intro, Clinton, from um, the Supercoach segment, but um, I scored not very well over the buy round, so I scored 1,739 uh, in round 15, which put my overall ranking to 5,601, which meant over the buy rounds I dipped about two two and a half thousand positions so it was disastrous by by weeks for me um my trades last week i got out gorn paul curtis and dacos with the intention of using that cash to um trade deconing this week um but i got in took miller clark for richmond and whitfield um, pretty happy with the returns there. Miller getting the 90 would have liked to be a bit higher, but in the end wasn't as bad as how he was looking halfway through that game. And Whitfield scored pretty well with a 99. Um, my VC was on McRae, who ended up getting 296 points for me as my captain. So very happy with my captaincy. How did you go for round? Are we up to now? 14, Clinton. How did you go? Um, only slightly better than you. I scored seventeen ninety seven, um, which saw me rise ranks to not far behind you. I'm ranked five thousand eight hundred and nineteen. Um, so I'm still clawing my way back after a very slow start this the year. Um, I traded out Max Gorn, Dane Zorko, and. Cleary for the Bulldogs. Um, I was just needed to trade out someone to um, upgrade, and that's the way it panned out. Cleary looks like he could be playing this week for the Bulldogs, so maybe that was a wrong person to trade out. Um, however, it needed to happen. Um, I brought in Tickle. Uh, he scored 27. I also brought in Whitfield, and I also brought in Sam Doherty, who I was quite happy with on debut for my team. So I VC'd Sam Walsh. He scored 109. I didn't decide to take that. I put it on Rory Laird, and he scored 124. So I was happy with that. And, yeah, slowly improving my ranks. But, um, yeah, a bit of, bit of dilemmas this week now. Hits and misses um, from round 14, Clinton. My big, there wasn't many hits there, but um, my best one was um, Captain Captaining McRae, who, like I said, got the 296 points. And also Tim English was, returned a score of 114, so pretty happy with um, those hits. How was your hits for round 14, Clint? Yeah, obviously I had those two players as well, but, uh, um, yeah, I just... I'll just mention the players I already just did. Uh, Doherty, 129, happy on debut, and then Laird, 124 as captain. So happy with those two. Um, it was actually a bit of a miserable week weekend with uh, a lot of low scores, so it was good to have a few 
players like that that did well. But um, yeah, there was a lot of carnage. I, I think I had twenty playing, and yeah, a lot of low scores still. I had, I think I had twenty one playing Clinton, and in the end, I still was picking up some scores of forties. Yeah. So my um, misses was where where do I begin? Um, Proust fourteen, Tickle twenty seven. Um, Zach Butters, 44. You can't really blame them too much for injuries, but at the same time, Proust needs to toughen up. Okay. Um, yeah, obviously there's a few injuries there. I mean, Tegel got injured, Butters got injured, Sam Durden I had, so he got injured. Um, but for me, the main one which was disappointing was I needed a couple more players to step up in those for those reasons, and although he's a key defender, I just wanted he's playing West Coast. I just wanted Sam DeConing to score a sixty minimum, but he scored thirty nine. So for me, that was the biggest disappointing score. That the fact that he was playing West Coast and scored thirty nine, but he's always going to be a key defender who should be on our bench. But on those weekends during the buys, we've been handy to score reasonably, but it didn't happen. Yep. Player predictions. It was a terrible first week of our segment when we uh, introduced it. We we were it's, it's hundreds, of, hundreds of points off, and with this week, it's I'm very much looking totally forward to totally redeemed you. ourselves. <laughs> I'm very much looking forward to you reading out. Your results from this. Let's uh, kick off with Whitfield Clinton. What was your prediction for Whitfield? So we had two players each. You chose Whitfield. You said one thirty. Yes. I I said one hundred, and he scored ninety nine. So very very happy to be one point off. You're one point off. Yep. The next yep. player I introduced was Nick Martin. Who I you predicted pre- 110. I predicted 75 and on the dot 75. Thank you, Nick Martin. Which is unbelievable. So, from two players, you're one point off predicting. Yep. Who did next player? I, I brought to the table Jack McCray. Yep. You, you predicted 125. I said 147 and he scored 148. I was one point off. You've got some kind of cheat code for these um, <laughs> player predictions. The next one you introduced was Tim English, who I said would score 110. Well, you were four off. He scored 114, but I was I said 124, so I was 10 off. So combination of 12 points off those four players. I think that's pretty pretty good. Yeah, for our viewers this week, if we're not promoting gambling or anything on the show, but if there's some kind of markets for um, – Dash's players' predictions. Um, yeah, get on. Um, player for this week, Clinton. I First one I'm going to say is yep. a, a Luke Jackson for tomorrow night's game against Brisbane. I think he's going to come out and score 120. Wow. I think I'm bringing him into my team um, for his price and the need for a Ruckman. But I don't think we'll score that well. But I'm going to say I'll go I'll go 85. Okay. My next player with a similar theme against GWS, Darcy Cameron. Oh, no. Who... We should have planned this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It looks like we've got three players for the, this, <laughs> this, yeah, this three. segment. We've got three players. Uh, my prediction was 120 again. Yes, well, yes, I did have this already da- written down, and I'm expecting a big score. Um, I predicted his highest score of the year, so go plus one from his highest at 134 for Darcy Cameron is my prediction. That's a yeah. big score. Yeah, we should have talked about that one earlier. That's all right. The your player that you want to introduce, Callum Mills. 
He's been a great pick for me in fantasy. Um, I've already got mine written down, so you can have a first number. Um, just look, quickly looking at his previous scores, I'm going to go 125. I had 132 written down. 132 is, for Callum. For fantasy, he's one of the ones that I've missed. I got on the likes of um, Tuuk Miller, Zach Merritt, Tom Mitchell, and Mills was the one that I've really been missing um, throughout Let, the whole. Let's do one more. Let's do one more. I'll you got another one. Name. I'll introduce the name. So let's go with. Um, mm, 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 mm. Let's go Clayton Oliver tomorrow night. What will he score? Another player who hasn't been in my AFL fantasy team all season. Mm. Um, oh, God. I'll go 138. Wow. you think Brisbane would put a bit of attention in. As I said, I think Big O might go okay in the ruck. I'll just go... Um, 108. 108 for Clayton. There you go. All right. Very not, enough, not enough for a VC score. Very good. That uh, concludes the player predictions for this week. Let's get into community questions. It's my. It's the time of the show where I just need to have a, a drink. I've got, a, so. I've got a thing about people gulping in microphones. <laughs> uh, community questions. Everyone's biggest issue this week will be the ruck department, Clinton. For AFL fantasy, is it different to Supercoach? And uh, who do you think is the best combo for AFL fantasy um, for at least the, the near future? I hope you can answer that question for me, Blake, because it is a very tricky one. Um, who would have thought that Darcy Cameron would be the player that you would want right now in the ruck? Um, so at the moment in, in my team, I I was all set for Darcy Cameron and Tim English to lead the rucks for the short term. Um, just, yeah, it's a great question. I think for his price and with fact that he's likely to get a few weeks at it. I think, um, I'm not predicting a massive score, but I think Jackson's worth bringing in this week, personally. Um, I think I'm going to tr trade out Tim English. I think it's risky um, in fantasy letting it be, could be two at a minimum. Who knows? Like We don't know yet. So I think it's wise to not sit, sit on your hands on this one and um yeah so i'm going to trade out tim english in fantasy um and yeah instead of picking someone else who's a bit iffy and i'm back hopefully just have jackson score reasonably well the next whatever it is two three weeks without gone and then hopefully i'm in position to then trade him up to whether it be max whether it be who else in a month and work out who's the best ruckman at that point in time. That's what I'm thinking I'm, about doing. I'm guessing you you have Darcy Cameron, don't you? Yes, I, yes Darcy Cameron's my R1. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm uh, – yeah, as I said, you know I was who, ready to – go ahead. I'm sure I'm not the only one, Clinton. Do you know who my ruck department was for last round? Tim English, Braden Proust, yep. and Tickle with no other ruckman. Yeah, tricky. So, so if you, I'm sure there's a lot of people in the same boat who have got to, if to get any coverage, they're going to bring in two ruckmen this week. Um, and so, yeah, how you approach that, whether you swing, um, use that utility position to try and hold on to English. But I think for AFL fantasy, different to Supercoach, where there's limited trades, I think. He's 
if you're in a similar position to me, you got to trade him this week. Yeah. As always, depends on the rest of your team. If you've got any other issues, I'm not sure if you've got Zach Butters in your team also. Um, yeah, so it's really tricky. Um, all you can do is um, <laughs> juggle it the best you can, and that's where the, there's. I'm sure there's people out there who might have someone like a, a Sam Hayes or he, I'm not sure if he's coming in on, or not, but, um, yeah, there may be a lot of people like you, Blaze. It is tricky. And that's why I think Jackson's a good, cheaper option. Um, but if there's no one really standing out as like, we need to get this Ruckman now because um, it's hard to predict in fantasy. They need to rack up the marks. And yeah, so it's, it's, it's very tricky. Okay, Clinton, I've got one for you. Who would you, which two players would you trade out of these? Tim English, <laughs> Braden Pruce. These always refer. Or- or Zach solve, Butters. Solve solve your team's uh, issues. I'm um, sure there will be a lot of people with that same issue as me. <laughs> um, I think in the short term, it's probably what I think. Yeah, it's it's really tricky. I mean, Bruce, there's every chance he might just just miss the one. Um, the other two both have doubts. Um, so, depending on who's your, on your bench, so I think your your rucks is the main issue. I'm I'm assuming you have someone on your forward bench who could come on. So, um, I don't know, Blake. You can sort you can you can sort out your own team. <laughs> Stop passing on your issues with me. I'm trying to help out the community here, Clinton. I don't no, know. Yeah, it sounds like I'm just solving your issues. Um, I'm sure a lot of people got the same issue. Well, I think people, it, there's, uh, potential that, potential that, there's potential that there's potential that Zach Butters comes that plays before Tim English. Definitely. Definitely. I don't know. Good luck, Blake. <laughs> don't know why you're targeting me. There will be a lot of the community who will be asking the same question. Um, it's... Pretty much every question I ask for AFL Fantasy is going to be based on um, how Sorry, your team's... <laughs> based on if you've got a full premium team by now or not. Mine, I've I've just got to keep fixing issues each week. Ideally, I'd, I'd be looking to fix up the likes of Nick Martin or Dacos or Sam DeConing who are sitting in everyone's team. But I think trades will just be dependent on which um, injuries you got to fix up this week. Absolutely. Um, I know there's, there's some players in my team that um, that need to go to get me to a more premium team and I'm eyeing off the loss of Tom Stewart, um, who's still decreasing in value. I don't have Jack Sinclair, so there's a couple that I'm trying to fit in my back line. But, yeah, the forward line... As I said earlier, the forward line, the rucks is where all the issues are. Um, so it's an interesting one. The, every, everyone's teams are different. But, um, yeah, there's a lot of dilemmas this week. So um, if you can field a, stro- a strong 16, 17, and then fingers crossed for that last spot, I think you, you're going pretty well. But, yeah, someone like you is in a tricky spot with um, that, that ruck situation. Is there other fallen premiums or players that you haven't got in your team that you've got your eye on? If you didn't, um, if you weren't fixing up issues, what what players do you think you've missed out on this year that you'd really like to get into your team? Um, as I said, those two in the back line. Um, but I I upgraded the midfield pretty quickly, so I've got eight so strong premiums in the midfield. I was all pretty much all set for the rucks, and all of a sudden, Gorn's out, um, English is out. So yeah, th- massive span in the works for everyone who had those players, and yeah. So for me, there's still <clears throat> I'm looking at the forward line now, and I'm not sure how it's all going to going to be looking in a couple of weeks. I've got I think four or five str- strong options, but I don't know how that that last spot is going to work as ideally that was going to be the likes of Cameron and English in the forward line, but um, everything's been thrown at the window a bit recently. So I'm trying my best to 
fit it all in. Like Will Brady was a player that I was trying to get rid of, and now he's still absolutely it's a keeper in my forward line. So, um, yeah, I'm not I'm not too fast about the certain players. I'm just trying to make sure I'm getting the uh, full best eighteen I can at the moment. It was four weeks ago that uh, led to my demise of uh, AFL Fantasy Clinton, where I came up with the, the genius idea that I'd carry three Ruckman throughout the um, the buy rounds. And there was also um, Hugh Dixon on my bench as well. So at that stage, I brought into the team Jared Witts. So I had Gorn, Pruce, Witts, and Hugh Dixon all on my team with the intention that I'd play, always have two premium Ruckman playing throughout the buyers. Mm. Come come the second week of the buyers, I trade out Jared Witts because he, he wasn't playing that week. I traded out Witts for... Um, I traded him out for a player who ended up getting injured as well. <laughs> it's um, it's, It hasn't been very easy to watch my team slowly dismantle itself um, over the last eight weeks, Clinton, but I um, hope our community is catching up to me and enjoying how I've crumbled while you've flourished. I haven't flourished. I'm going okay, but it's just um, it's one of those, yeah, I've had a slow yeah. start of the year. Everyone's having issues now, so it's going to be quite tricky how people navigate their way through it. But um, all you can do is trade out wisely. Perhaps Tim English... I've said I'm trading him out. Maybe it's it could be still one, but it is very risky. I've hold if you if you hold him, then you'll be tempted to hold him again, and then yeah, before you know it, maybe two or three weeks. So, yep. Let's get yeah. into our trade plans for this week, Clinton. As we've just said, I need to fix up my ruck department. So the players, so, yep, I need to bring in two ruckmen. So I'm trading out Tim English to Luke Jackson. And this gives me enough cash with some looping options to trade out Roberts from Sydney to Darcy Cameron. Well, you're bringing Cameron now. Um I've got yep. to bring in two Ruckman, yes. <laughs> yeah, no, obviously he's gone up massively in price, but yeah, I think he's, he's it's a smart option. But um, yeah, he scores well. He's he's going to score well this week, so I understand that move. So good and luck. I prefer to prefer to trade out Roberts, who is very unlikely to play a game for the rest of the year, and hold on to Butters and see if he plays the week after. Um, yep, my VC, I don't have the luxury of the um, Clayton Oliver that you do, so I'm potentially going to chuck it on Christian Petrarca for next week, I mean for for tomorrow night, followed by a captaincy of Jackson McRae. Interesting. Um, yeah, it's interesting that Roberts you're getting rid of because sometimes in the – this time of year, having one or two or three players who aren't going to play isn't an issue. So, yeah, I'm wondering if there's someone else you could trade out to give yourself some more money for next week. Um, but that's up to you. Um, uh, my trades, I'm also at this point in time trading out English. I'm going to bring in Jackson. I'm pretty sure that gives me enough money to upgrade Sandy Coning. Um, I've been trying to get rid of him for some time, but... Um, all the way up to Jack Sinclair. That's the plan at this point in time. Captaincies? VC, um, what, as I, similar to what I said before, I was going to go Neil. Um, I think I need to reconsider that because I'm not sure. Yeah, at, at this point in time, I'm still locking Neil. I'm, there's every chance I might I might do it in both formats, but locking Neil, I had locked in there. Um and see, yeah, Rory Laird was a good backup option for me. Yep, just another player who I've missed out 
on in my fantasy team and why your team's in a much stronger position at the moment than mine. So, so you've got Laird, Mills, and Clayton Oliver, is that right? Yeah, I've got a very strong midfield. Like Josh Kelly, I brought in a couple of weeks ago. Um, yeah, so I'm full premium in the midfield. Um, and yeah, I'd say that a couple of the Josh Kelly, Sam Welsh, like they're, they're th- the types of players I, I need to really go well for me in the next little while that not everyone has. Yeah, that's all I've got for you for the uh, round 15 show. Clinton, did you have anything further uh, before you wrap up there? No, I'm all done, Blake. Good luck this weekend. Um, yeah, it's good to have all the games back. Um, we were meant to have full premiums, but uh, it hasn't quite panned out that way. So, yeah, looking forward to it. Yep. Good luck uh, to everyone in our community for round 15, and good luck to you, Clinton. Hey, mate.